One, two, three. You're very welcome along to the Brian and Kieran Warfield podcast, the ramblings of two Irish balladeers, featuring Brian Warfield of the fierce and mighty Wolf Tones and his son Kieran, that's me, of the band Catalpa and also of the bandwagon bus Dublin's only musical ballad tour on wheels. So sit back, relax, grab a tea, coffee, beer or wine or whatever takes your fancy as we go rambling through life's misty foggy dew, through stories, songs, history, politics, life on the road and just a general bit of crack. And listen to me song Well it's only 40 verses And they won't detain you long It's all about the adventure yards Of this great Lisbon barge And the twain that I was very near drowned At the 12th lot of the canal Well the captain says Your money says Your money says to me Would you like to be a sailor yard And sail the raging sea Would you like to be a sailor yard And finance the road Bound for a double in town with a half a ton of dung. Then the next morning we set sail, the weather was sublime. As we passed under the old bridge, you could hear the town clock chime. And then we came to the gaswork streets, a very dangerous part. And we ran aground in a lump of coal that was marked out on the chart. Then all became confused, I yelled at the stormy winds that blow. The steersman slipped on an orange peel and fell into the hole below. Well, on Morsty and the captain cried, for we are sorely pressed. And the engineer on the bank supplied to the horses doing its best. Then we all fell into the water, and we all let down to roar. There was a man that was standing on the bench of canal He threw in the end of his galluses And he pulled us all ashore No more I'll be a sailor yard And sail the raging main And the next time I go to Dublin Tower I bloody well go be trained Wow, and that's the Dryland Sailors And it's num- track number 11 Off the Fontana album The Foggy Dew The debut album by the Wolf Tones Yeah And I uh, remember well that uh, you know, the the great uh, canals of uh, uh, the main, main transport of uh, the 19th century uh, because uh, no railways before the railways were built. Um, all the cargo went by canal and uh, canal barge. Didn't have engines, they were pulled by horses. And um, that was the main mean of travel. And, you know, passengers travelled on it as well. You could have uh, your meal on board because they weren't fast. But they they travelled and they could travel right around the country in uh, the barges. So they were very, very important means of travel uh, before um, the railways came in. And, and even up to where day, because when, when I was a kid, uh, the barges threw uh, up and down the canal uh, with loads of Guinness. And yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, because the Guinness barges were, like, I think 61 was the, in around 61, the Guinness barges were basically decommissioned. Made, yeah, decommissioned. Yeah, and sold off to various different places. But um, do 
you remember the Guinness barges? The, the of course, yeah, I do, yeah. Because I, I remember the pictures of them going with the funnel and they, they let the... I've seen a video of it, sorry, where the funnel, they let the funnel down going under the low bridges. Uh, yeah, yeah, the low And then bridge, they, the yeah. smoke goes everywhere and then yeah, they put it yeah. back up and... Yeah, well, we, you know, our playground, we lived in Bluebell there. Our playground was the canal. And uh, that that was our swimming pool. It was our, where we went up uh, climbing trees up along the canal, all kinds of adventures around the fields uh, adjacent to the canal. And uh, it was a great, great area for us. We walked for miles and miles up the canal and back down again and swam in it and Nearly drowned in it once or twice, I think. But there, there was there was terrible accidents um, in the canal back then. Uh, uh, my next door neighbour, young boy, roughly around the same age as I was, he he drowned in the canal. And uh, I, I guess every year there was some uh, kind of an accident there. Mm. But I remember when I was trying to learn to swim, one of the guys said, "When the barge comes up now, to the drag of the water just." Put it out and you can swim with the drag of the water and you'd swim. Mm. So <laughs> I tried that and I nearly drowned. <laughs> <laughs> you ran all the you up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but I was nearly pulled under the barge. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it, was, um, it was great. We, we loved uh, watching the barges and sometimes, you know, the guy would let you go on from one lock to another. Mostly they wouldn't, but the VR guy, you'd jump on and they'd, they'd, they wouldn't yeah. let you, you know. You wouldn't get away with us today now. The PC be great to be after yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Full of shit. Health and safety. <laughs> and <laughs> Health and safety. You do nothing. But anyhow, it was, it was a great You sounded like Conor McGregor there, Dad, by the yeah. way. <laughs> you do nothing. Yeah. We, it was a great amenity for us. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, that, that song, uh, I, I reckon that song, I'm not too sure when it was written. It was like, a, it was like there was several versions of it. And... Um, the um, the canals when they came in, they were a kind of an amazement to people. So I imagine that that song would come from about the early nineteenth uh, century. Yeah, and the only one I could find because I was looking up because as I do try yeah. and research the song, but the only version of it I could find it was called the Cruise of the Calabar. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's many versions of it, but yeah. there were. Um, again, they were they were broadsheet ballads. Yeah, like they sold them for a penny, whatever you know. The ballad singer would sing the song and sell it off uh, to people who wanted to read or or sing it at another party or another time. Yeah, they bought it just like they buy a record. Yeah. They bought the the ballad sheet for a penny. Right. So the dryland sailor was a person that sailed on a barge because he didn't go out. Yeah, to yeah, sea. he wasn't a sailor yeah, at yeah, sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was a bit of a piss take as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It's it's a great. Uh, it's 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 a kind of a satire. It's kind of fun. It, it you know, um, it's kind of mocking the fact that you know it's pulled by two horses. And, yeah. You know that's the engine, and you know it's a it, it's a great skit yeah. on the whole thing. Well, from Guinness's down to the port was a mile, is roughly about a mile down to Dublin Port with, yeah. the, with the Guinness barrels, and it used to take fifteen twenty minutes. But they had a uh, steam. They were done on steam and then diesel in in the older as they yeah. get older, changed out. But I think the first one that was Guinness ship was called the Lagan and it was built up in Harland Wolf. Yeah, and yeah, it, and that was steam, steam powered. And Guinness had sold them just before World War One, and I think one of them ended up 
in taking soldiers out of um, Dunkirk. No, Dunkirk in the Dunkirk. Second World War. Oh, the yeah. Second World yeah. War. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. But yeah. it was used. They were used. I think one of the. It mightn't be in the lagging, but one of them was used in the First World War for bringing stuff back and forth across along the the canals in France. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there's a good history behind them. Yeah, uh, it was a you know a great means of transport because like um, even up to sixty one, the roads in Ireland weren't very good, yeah. and uh, you know to bring a lorry load of um, volunteers, Pardons you know, <laughs> <laughs> of Guinness. <laughs> Uh, down by road, you know. By the time I got down there, it'd be all shook up. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. roads weren't great. So uh, it was an easy way of bringing Guinness down because it was nice and smooth. And yeah, yeah. It didn't rattle the bar- barrels up. Yeah. Well, they always said the Guinness doesn't travel well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess by barge, it was the way to go. Yeah. And even now, down the, if you go, like I go walking down along by the Grand Canal there, and it's it's beautiful. Like it should be restored properly, like you know, and yeah, and, yeah. and, and made as an open waterway, like you know, that you can still go up and down, like mm. you know. Well, you know, I think talking about Guinness there, the f- first pint I got of Guinness was a place called Dripsy, uh, County Cork. Dripsy. Dripsy. That's not a great name for a, for a place to go for a pint. And I got it for one and one. One and one? <laughs> one shilling, one pence. Right. And it came out of a wooden barrel. Yeah. And she had two drugs. They had drugs where they'd pour out the barrel and the drugs would be there. She'd be filled, topping it up with the, with the drugs and stuff, whatever. Yeah. Could have been there for ages. And uh, that's the way it was done. Yeah. But... Uh, Nothing compared to what I remember when the first Iron Lung came in, and we were playing down in Tralee, the Rose of Tralee. What's an Iron Lung? Yeah, and uh, I guess it was about seventies or thereabouts, six late sixties maybe, but sixties. And uh, yeah, they they had a, an Iron Lung, and it was a showpiece. We used to play in a pub there called the Tavern, mm. and it was a very popular uh, pub in um, in Tralee. And uh, because of that, um, the new Iron Lung was given to the pub. And, like, uh, they had the press and they had... Do you remember? I don't know. There used to be um, uh, a column there, you know, where things were happening around the country. He'd go down and visit it and it was a big deal. The new Iron Lung and... Uh, what's, an, what's an Iron Lung? Sorry, an Iron Lung was a barrel that held... That, that wasn't... You see, before that, it was all wooden barrels. Right, yeah. Because yeah. I remember Granda telling me about them. He yeah. said that Porter used to, if you left your glass on the table for long enough, you'd need a crowbar to get it up off the, <laughs> <laughs> off the counter. I think that was a joke, but you yeah. could be right. But uh, yeah, the Iron Lung came in then. It was kind of, a, you know, what we, what we have today. What we tell, yeah, yeah, compressed. Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah, it was big. It was a aluminium barrel or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And and uh, it was com- uh, pressurised. Yeah. And it came out, um, you know, they had the gas and all to pump it out. Yeah. So that was a new invention. And uh, it it changed it changed the way pints of Guinness came up. Before that, they used to pump it up with a pump. Yeah, like you see in yeah, they, they, real they, ale see in the it, UK. Yeah. yeah, they still do it in the UK yeah. with the ales and all that. They'd pump it up yeah. and, and get it going that way. But the the the, the new idea was the, the gas and yeah. uh, the iron lung. By the way, 
But you won't get a pint again for one one on one. No, you won't. That real ale stuff in the UK, some of it. Jesus, I remember we were over in uh, where we were. We went over to. Oh, we went to actually went over to Everton and to Bury. Mm. Actually, it was Bury's last game ever in in their ground. I know they went extinct after that. Yeah, and uh, no, it was actually I'm, I'm lying. It was in Bristol when we were over for the Ireland game. We were going to Cardiff for Wales, and we drank. Went into this pub and got some of that real ale. Oh, Jesus, I thought I was going to get sick. It was warm, <laughs> it was rotten. I and know, yeah. And that's they, the way, they love it over there, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's the way it was done. You know, like, the coolers didn't come in, like, for mm. years after that. You know, Americans, you know, come to Ireland at the time, and, it's, you know, they, they're used to ice and cold beer uh, and everything else like that. And uh, I remember Finbar, one of the cops out of the... Emerald Society came over and he said, I'll have a whiskey. He used to drink whiskey all the time. Uh, and uh, some Irish gold. <laughs> Ice was Irish gold because oh, right. they'd give you one or two lumps. And they'd be, they, you know, when you're in America, you get six lumps or yeah. seven lumps of ice. But uh, he got one lump of ice. What's this, Irish gold? <laughs> They're dishing out the ice room. But anyhow, like, that, that was the difference. And the cold beer, I mean, when you got beer in America, because it's very, very warm in the summertime over there. Yeah. But uh, the, 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 the beer was real cold and cooled. And, uh, and they actually served it during the summertime in small little snips. And uh, it was 10 cents, I remember, when we went there for a snip of... Uh, they had it in a small glass because it wouldn't go warm. Mm. If you had a pint, like by the time you hit the bottom, it'd be warm again. Yeah. So the the little snips you could lash it back as cold. Yeah. And that's the way they did it. Uh, well, you can't be cold beer, that's for sure. Huh? Yeah, Clean, well, we didn't have the it. one you just served me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have that, you know. That's that's the funny thing. People, you know, fridges and all that were alien to the Irish people. Yeah. Uh, and definitely in my my time, uh, we didn't have a fridge at home, and our fridge was like either. In the hallway or somewhere. A pantry. A pantry, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that was the fridge. Yeah. Some shaded spot in the house. Yeah, the pantry would normally be on whatever side of the house was the most shaded side. Shaded side, side yeah, yeah. Yeah, how yeah. yeah. we've changed. Times huh? change, yeah. Yeah, we do. Is it for the better, though? In certain sense, certain, certain circumstances, I don't think it is. Well, I remember that the summertime, I got the butter would melt, mm. you know, and uh, whether it have the you're in a butter dish and all it was like bloody oil I remember you had that, a hot yeah. day I can sort of remember that you know yeah 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 vague re- recollections of it yeah but that's you know that's we accepted it because we didn't know any better yeah. only when I went to America for the first time 1966 I saw the you know the, the whole use of ice and yeah. and coolers and you know everybody had to go to the beach with the cooler and all this kind of stuff you know yeah. we didn't have all that but uh yeah. We did soon enough. We cut on, and now now everybody wants cold beer. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember when the cold beer came in first. I remember down in Maloney's bar in Inchicore there, and a guy had come up and he say, "I'll have a half and half." And a half and half was half from the cold tap and half from the warm. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't like it too cold and they didn't like it too hot. Yeah. So they, they go in an order of half and half. Lukewarm. <laughs> Jeez, now if you served up a warm beer, you'd be 
you'd be pulled killed. over the, you'd be pulled over the bar yeah exactly but that's the way it is you know and we're we're glad of the change I think mm. and uh, later on now we have Tommy Skelly joining us from uh, the South Dublin Union of Fame I'm not too sure but most people have probably known as go on home British soldiers the man that wrote that or maybe you don't know it uh, so we're looking forward to that and Tommy We'll have him on for about forty minutes chatting away and rambling away. But yeah. You knew Tommy from from, from Oh, a long I time. knew him from when we were kids. Yeah, we lived in the one area, Blue Bell, and he lived at the top of a road. And uh we knew one another um very well yeah. as kids do, playing football, you know, doing all the things that kids do and yeah. um yeah, we all knew one another and uh, then he he went away to the army and all that yeah. and uh, Plenty of musicians from around the Inchicore, Bluebell area. There was, like uh, the Dublin City Ramblers, for instance, they came from uh, the Bachelors. Yeah. Um, there was loads and loads of people. I mean, like uh, Patrick Carney came from Inchicore. Yeah. Um, I actually know Patrick. I, I worked with Patrick Carney's... Uh, no, I didn't work with him. Well, I did, but I didn't. Uh, with his grandson, I think it would be. Great-grandson. It would be, yeah, Great, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be uh, definitely a grandson, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Danny was his name. Anyway, I don't. He wasn't a Carney. No, it was. I think it was. Might have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was related to the Beans as well. Was he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, there was. Um, I suppose like a great, um, great talent around uh, in Chicor, yeah. and uh, they all went on to great success all over the world. Thank God, because it was a very poor working class area. Do you think Most, it was all the fruit you were robbing out? Of? Lambs, jams. <laughs> was giving you all a... Yeah, no, I, I used to shave the hairs off the gooseberries there. It was a great job. And look at the ladies' legs. <laughs> that house that they lived in is still there, is it? The, it's still there, yeah. the lambs, yeah. yeah. Um, they they built them houses. And uh, they were a very, very enterprising family. They were Quakers. Mm. And, uh, and uh, much respected around... Uh, the Bluebell in Chicor area. Yeah. Well, I think the Quakers in general, like from what they did in the famine, will Yeah, they were very much it. respected yeah. and, and, and liked by the Irish people because of their great work during the Irish Holocaust, the right. famine, as some people call it. Right. And um, so, yeah, they, they're very much respected. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, how's your week been? <laughs> I know you were on the sauce on. Saturday night. Yeah, I was really. I good seen the head on you on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was really good friend of mine, Dave Brown, uh, from Picture House, um, and uh, great success with that band over the years. A good song. Uh, uh, Picture House were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I went to see before you became friends with Dave. I went to see he played in the Trad Fest in Temple Bar. Yeah, and I remember t- Dave from when I was younger, from because we, we, he would have been on the bus that we got to school, mm. but. I went in, it was just a, it was a strip down, it wasn't a full band, it was just sort of, because it was Trad Fest, it was just, I think him and two other guys, Yeah. just sitting around, and there was only a certain amount of people, it was in, I think I think it might have been in, um, what's now, or what's it, it's called a Norseman now, but it was called something else at the time, oh. and they just got down, he sat and chatted and just done his songs, it was brilliant, Seven oh. Katrina went in, absolutely brilliant, like you know. Oh. Great, great day, and it was free entertainment because it was all done part of the Guinness Trad mm. Fest or whatever. Um, so 
yeah, they were brilliant bands. Like the some of the songs they had were excellent. Like you know, I would have yeah, known yeah. before your time now. Yeah, but, no, Sunburst is the one. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's the that's that the, was a the, big hit kind big, of thing. Big hit, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, an amazing guy and. Uh, we're actually trying to put something together to bring on the music industry of Ireland. Um, as you know, um, we're living beside a very powerful um, musical industry in in England, mm. and uh, we need to get out there and compete in a, a proper way, in an organised way. We have great talent in Ireland. As all we need is the um, organisation. To, to bring it on. And mm. that's where our organisation, it's called Kyolairan, uh, A Vision for Ireland. Very good. And it's a vision for Irish music and young talent coming up who don't have a chance at the moment. And remember, every single, all the all the labels pulled out of Ireland and yeah. they're all now over in England and London. Yeah. So we gotta we got to build our industry again from the ground up. Yeah. And that's what Kyolairan is all about. Fair play. So... You had plenty of uh, chats over many bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna. We probably. I'll probably get Dave on um, one of the show, upcoming shows, and we'll have a chat about his uh, great career as a. Yeah, that'd be good. Be yeah, and yeah. Um, and our aims and uh, hopes right. for the Irish uh, industry in the future. He's from Dave's from Blessington, is he originally? What's that? He's from Blessington originally, is he? Yeah, is yeah. He lived up yeah. there for many years. Yeah, because he used to yeah, be on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he lived up there in Blessing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we we'll bring on. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 make the call out to Tommy now and get him on board. Uh, uh, it's our first trial by Zoom, <laughs> so I'm not too sure how that's going to work out, folks. So hopefully, everything goes well, and you hear Tommy the interview with Tommy. Because if you don't, then didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll just, I'll have to stick in a few songs instead. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come out, don't worry. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's so, good fun, actually. Yeah. So, next week is. What song? Actually, Thursday night's my birthday. We might do a, a special for my birthday, will we? Why not? Yeah, as long as you bring the beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, next week is Follow Me Up to Carla. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, great Follow, song. Follow Me Up to Carla. And then the hills of Glen Swilly. The boys of Wexford. Roshi and Dove, and then we're, we're onto a, either onto a new album and we pack it in. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I never even checked to see if we got any new listener co- countries this this week, uh, but uh, it's amazing, like 29 countries now at the moment, so uh, long may you continue. Keep telling your friends out there that there's something happening here between father and son. Well, the feedback has been great. In fairness, like uh, anyone I've spoken to, or anyone that sends, I've got a lot of messages from people on on uh, Facebook and WhatsApp and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's all it's all been good, obviously. Like you know, and you wouldn't believe the episode about the sash because you're able to see where where it's listened to. You got loads of listens in Larne, Ported Down, <laughs> Call Around. Seriously, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we've never, like, no other episodes have been listened to in Larne or Call Around or Ported Down or these places. Yeah. And suddenly you do the sash and you've got a load of listenerships yeah. there, like, you know, so people being curious and having a listen. It was old and it. One was episode dead. was enough. <laughs> All right. Great. It's a great Irish song. That I is, yeah. Say. Look, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. It's it's got a yeah. Some people you know use it as a kind of a hateful. Yeah, um, it's not. It's a, but it's not no, uh, that no. you know. 
Okay, well, we'll get Tommy on board, and then uh, we're going to play out then with Tommy sent me on his uh, rendition. I was, I was just playing in his kitchen, so it's not a, it's not off any album or anything like that. So it's just Tommy playing in his kitchen with a guitar, and uh, it's his version of the song that he wrote called "Go On Home, British Soldiers." So uh, we'll have a listen to the interview now, and uh, I'll be back to say goodbye then. But Dad, you'll be saying goodbye because I'll be editing. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're very lucky on the on the uh, Ramblin Irish to have uh, the great Tommy Skelly, uh, once of the South Dublin Union band, on board with us. Uh, you're very welcome, Tommy. Thanks for coming along tonight. Thanks very much indeed, Karen. Um, more than it's a pleasure. It's, it's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, and how are you doing, Tommy? This is Brian here. Hey Brian, I'm doing great. I'm doing very, very well. In fact, to tell you the truth, it's, I have to, it's hard to believe that me and you are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you're as old as I am, are you? Uh, every bit. For, for fuck's sake, I mean, I, I suppose, excuse, the, excuse me, French. You're all right. You can be seven or seven, nuller, and 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 and. Well, of course. Yeah, Derek was the old man of the of the of the. Of yeah, the, of he the was the, he was yeah. the eldest of the bunch. Yeah. 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 But you've had a you've had a great uh, a great career, I must say, being in the Irish Army across in the Lebanon, weren't you? Or I was in the Congo and Cyprus. Congo as well, uh, my God! Yeah, you, you yeah. Were lucky yeah. to survive that. Yeah, well, it was it was it was it was it was, it was exciting. It was good. Um, yeah. Actually, your young your man on the on, on Bluebell Avenue, Joe Griffin. Yeah, I do. He was the fella that actually got me to go to join the army. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with his uniform. Him and Ivan O'Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, you've had an amazing career too as a, a singer and uh, and as a songwriter and everything else. And I think, you know, we're all from Bluebell and Inchicore area and there seemed to be uh, a lot of creative talent around the area. Absolutely. Of which, well, you, of course, are one of the great uh, talents. Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you were. I mean, they, they all talk about about the Clancy's and the Dubs and all that, but people forget that four fellas from well, Treat and Blue Ball and Mountain Drimlet were the only ballot group in Ireland that could fill big venues. I mean, Sweeney's men were playing in 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 O'Mara's on the Keys, and Patsy and them with the Queer fellas they were playing there. And I mean, you fit you fit you fit it in your parlor. And you were playing the massive venues. You were filling the Wexford Inn. You were filling Barry's Hotel. You were filling the, the Sheeling. You were going to America. You were down in Kerry. I mean, these were superstars. And no one ever gave you the credit. And I can't forgive people for that. <laughs> Look, the way it is, like, I, I, the way I go, I go at it all the time, is just play your own furrow, Tommy. And then, you know, if you keep going and persistent enough... Uh, Somewhere along the line, something will happen. Now, I'm wait- still waiting on the recognition and uh, to get the MBE from the Queen and all that. But, you know, that's that's on the way. Yeah. She has a sword out, but I don't know whether it's put over my shoulder or into my heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be where to be going. But, I mean, let's yeah. face it. Considering the user band is the rebel band, you're the best. You, you were the best historians in this country, as far as I'm concerned. But there was songs in the north, and compared to what you were doing, it was like Mother Teresa compared to them. 
and no one ever gave out about them. Yeah, well, you know, I suppose like I don't know, you know, why people, uh, especially media people and radio people, sort of uh, went against the Wolf Tones, and they really did. They tried everything to bring the group down, and they. They had all kinds of stories out. Oh, you know them bloody wolf toes. They started all those troubles in the north. Oh, exactly. Only for them wolf toes there'd be no troubles in the north at all. Yeah. That kind of bullshit was coming out of radio for years. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You know yourself. And uh, we are playing Absolutely. on everything. You know. 3,000 people dead up there. If them wolf toes are stopped singing, there'd be no deaths. You exactly. Know, Tommy, you know, Tommy can I ask you a question? Tommy, can, can I ask you yeah. yeah. What what was your earliest memory of of a Wolf Town gig? Can you remember? Nineteen sixty two, I think, was down in Mullingar in the flat. All right. Were you down there playing yourself? Uh, no, just no. It wasn't. No, 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 no. no I, I wasn't. I was down. To, we just we went down to the flat. To tell you the truth, though, to be honest, the diddly eye music, as we would have called it, being dubs then, we didn't really have. We we went down to the flat to get women. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, did you to succeed in that, Tommy? <laughs> did you succeed did we... in that? The women ever did you succeed in getting the women? Oh, we, oh yeah, no, no problem. You know, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, it, it was, it was, it was there that I realized. Well, I used to do Irish dancing with John Doherty up in Fox and Geese. And I, I used to like the fiddle playing when we, they were dancing the music. But I had no experience because there was no, no one in my family music at all, as far as I know. So I was the only person in the family with any music, musical ambition. And Noel's dad was a piper, I think. Yeah, Noel that's right. he, had a, yeah. he had a pipe band. The, the girls, he had a pipe uh, band. Yeah. Yeah, he had a pipe band. And I, I, I heard him once or twice and I was very impressed. So and so, when I went into the army, I joined the pipe band. Yeah, that's you know. Well, that's where that's where uh, Noel's father started. He started off in the army. That's um, right, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the army because I asked him. Sorry, I asked him where he learned to play, and he told me in the army. So when I joined the army, I remember that, and I, I put him for a pipers course, and I, I I learned him there. It was great, but yeah, the tones. I, 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 I saw the tones. And do you know what? The first time I ever seen the tones on stage was in the artist's Wera in each car, and you know, the model, the Oblid school there. Yeah. You were there. Do you remember did, that, Brian? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you did you go to the Oblid? I did, yeah, yeah. I went to Blue Bell School first, and then to the Oblid, yeah. Then to the castle. Yeah, yeah. Because I was back down there. I went back down there with. Uh, uh, a friend of mine who also went to the Oblitz. I met him. I met him in Tallahassee, in Florida, and he's now head oh of God. security uh, for all the schools in Florida. Yeah. So he came back. He came back on holiday, and he came up to the house, and I brought him down to the Oblitz, and uh, we met uh, the new uh, head teacher there, Mary. I can't remember her second name, but Mary, lovely lady, and uh, she brought us around the school into the Oblitz where the we met some of the kids and all that kind of stuff. So that was great crack. But, um, yeah, but that's I, brought the down, I brought down... The place I ever seen you play was in that hall. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still looking the same. But I, I brought down a couple of copies of the book that I had written. And uh, 
I gave it to the school. I gave about four copies of it. So I don't know what they do, did with them, but, uh, you know, maybe they gave them out as prizes or something. I don't know. But it was a great yeah, experience, great Brilliant. fun. I, I have I have a, a, a magazine, too, that you, you brought out. Oh, it must have been in the, in the 70s. But all the, the, the words of the songs and pictures of oh, in yeah, America, get the keys, they're getting the keys of, was it San Francisco? One of the cities in, in America. Yeah, we got them from LA. Los LA, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. No, I have a, I keep them. They're yeah. like, they're, they're like gold. I have them upstairs in, in the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, every now and again, I take them and look them. Yeah, I think I have great. No, yeah, brilliant is where yeah, it still are, but he's, Jesus Christ, is where brilliant. I remember we did support to you as one night in the in the Hitchin Post. Yeah, the Hitchin Post. That was a good uh, gig. Remember too. that? Yeah, we, we just we went on before you and. Uh, we after the show after the after we were finished, I, I, I went out to watch us, and I, I thought to myself, I thought that we were good. Now, to be honest with you, we were good, but I said to myself, we're just like being blown away by the best band in the world. Yes, we're absolutely <laughs> amazing. Well, I always thought that, but I mean, that was one night when when I was hoping that we could have done as well as you. Was was but that no, the South Dublin afraid. Union, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. You were a brilliant band. I, I remember the first time I seen you play, you came and you did a a, a, a night for me up in Blessing for the Celtic support. Oh, I remember that at the football ground. Yeah. 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 And we had a great night. And then we had another night then, then in the City West Hotel uh, not long after that. And That's and then, right. Yeah. It was great. It was brilliant. Uh, the, 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 it, we, we'd wonder, we had we got a wonderful time. So it, was, it was wonderful to be alive in those days. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I remember the hitting post that, that was in League Slip, but it's obviously no longer. Yeah, it was there. great. That's, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but some drug guy took it over and and destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was I a pity. His name because... now. I don't know what his name was, but it's a supermarket now. It's Little or Aldi or something like that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great venue, a big hall. Like it was a good big, you know. That I think the hell held about three hundred and fifty people or so. And the rest, uh, the night the youth yeah, were there, the, your man told me on the door he sold 500 tickets. Oh, uh, well, then <laughs> I'm underselling yeah. it, yeah. But yeah. I believe that it was a fine big hall, and uh, it was massive, yeah. That's what yeah. he that's what your man, no, that's what the, 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 the guy that promoted it, he said he sold 500 tickets, yeah. So that, that was it, and, and, and well, no, it was jammed. I mean, you couldn't breathe in the place, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, so I remember um, seeing it at Barry's Hotel too. That yeah. was amazing. I mean, it was a Monday night, I think it was. It and was yeah, nobody yeah. threw a crowd on Monday. I, mean, I was playing with South Dublin Union at the, no, I was playing with a band called Jennifer Hill. We, your man Phil McCaffrey, the horse of Dublin City Ramblers. Oh, Believe yeah, it or not, yeah, I discovered yeah. him. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually got him on the road too. Well, he, he became kind of famous yeah. in the end. Yeah. But uh, we were playing in, the, in that, and myself and Norman were big fans of the Tones, so we decided to go and watch it in Barry's Hotel. It was jammed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely jammed. And you know who was there that night watching you, and you probably never knew? Daniel O'Donnell. As a really young fella. He was. <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell and Margot were there that night. Margot was really, playing yeah. in, the, in one of the dance halls. 
yeah. You you had a great group doing supporters that night. Pierce McAlorum was singing with them. What was their names? Uh, your man from he used to play with Ray Ray Lynham and the Hilly Billies. Mick Lou, yeah, he I, was he, he with them. Do you remember them? I do remember them now. I wouldn't have known all the guys and all that, but I would remember them, of course, yeah. I can't think, but they used to be on before you. They were very good. But yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, Jesus, it was great. It was a great night there. Great night. Another big venue, a whole lot of people. Yeah. And you well, just filled it. What's that? You just filled it. Yeah, every Monday night, you filled it. Oh, yeah, we filled it every Monday, yeah. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. And then but you could um, fill it, and you went to the, the next night you went and filled the Wexford in. That was two nights in a row. The Dubliners couldn't do that. <laughs> the Dubliners could only fill a few places about once a year in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't yeah, draw that breath down the country. Yeah, they they, they make more of their money in Germany and in France and, play, and in England. Yeah. And they well, were very we, good. I mean, I'm not criticising them. They were a brilliant band. But, yeah. I mean, nobody realised how actually popular you were. <laughs> That's yeah. what amazes me. Yeah. Well, Tommy, I, oh, well, yeah. Tommy, I still, go to, I still go to the gigs now. You know, obviously, we do support every now and then. And I'm yeah. amazed at how young and younger the crowd are getting, you know, at the likes of the bar. Oh, yeah. And, and City West. Oh, they're unreal. Like yeah. Unreal. Yeah. It's, well, I played in the Barland. The Barland's a great gig. Yeah. But, I mean, this in, 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 in Scotland, the Wolf Towns are gods. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just a, yeah. you know I mean if the Clancy's had to start it off in Ireland they wouldn't have made a shill they wouldn't, yeah well it, it was tough to come out through Ireland when they're not playing you on radio or anything like that but you know you gotta you gotta go in there and fight your corner and do the best you can oh you so great I mean it's so much going against you and yet you were the biggest draw in the country you know, you yeah. can say what you're looking where you were huge. I mean, people, I, I know people in their 80s now and people in their 20s and even younger who idolised the Wolf Towns. I remember you played up in, um, here in League Slip, up in the car, GAA. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. They sold 750 tickets. Wow. Yeah. And... There was fella, there was kids there, twelve years of age, had saved up and bought a ticket to go to see you. That's the truth. My God, <laughs> they shouldn't even be let in. Well, you know something, Tommy. Uh, I my grandson put me onto TikTok. You know, he said yeah. everybody's asking. Uh, he said, uh, "Why aren't you on t- TikTok?" I said, "What's TikTok?" So he told me. I said, "If you put me up there, I'll go on it." So I went on it about five weeks ago. And now there's 62,000 people following. Oh, geez, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. And, 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 and come here, well-deserved. And t- well-deserved. Tommy, Tommy, are you still oh, playing? the best songwriter I've ever heard. Tommy, are you still playing? Uh, not with a band. I play, uh, do you know what I did? I, I've only, well, since it's, I used to, I got a few gigs before, um, before the pandemic. I stopped playing with the band because Norman got sick and, uh, we, we, we couldn't have got fed up with each other to tell you the truth because <laughs> unlike lots of people we, we, we were kind of changed musically the gigs were kind of drying up and you had to go away and I, I had a job 
Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and as well as that, I bought a house in Spain. Yeah. So I, I was I wanted to go to Spain for three or four months every year. I could. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. I, as I said, I was yeah. just going to retire with a, a reasonable pension. Yeah. So I was all right, you know. The last time I think I met you, I met you in the Badass Cafe. You were playing in there by yourself. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think I. Yeah, had I was a bit worse for wear. I think you asked me to get up. <laughs> yeah, you disappeared. Yeah, I wanted you to get up and sing uh, the Celtic Symphony with me. I know that's why disappeared. I disappeared. I disappeared because yeah. I knew. It was too <laughs> yeah, you disappeared. Yeah, but and then I mentioned I mentioned Barcelona as well. Yeah, and in, and it was, were you in Milan too? With us, no. No, I wasn't in Milan. I didn't. I didn't yeah. meet you in Milan. No. no. Yeah. So you're you're still a well before the pandemic. You're still a season ticket holder for Celtic, and you're still traveling back yeah, and forth. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, some, yeah. that's some commitment. Well, I, I look, I enjoyed them. I, 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 we, we had the pleasure of opening the Jocelyn Lounge, lounge wow. in, in, in Parkhead. And your man McCann was there, Fergus McCann. Yeah. And we sang British soldiers and he nearly went mad. Jesus. <laughs> he nearly went ballistic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he could have annoyed us then, so we started singing all rebel songs for the whole night. <laughs> yeah, we never got another gig in, in we never got another gig in, in Parkhead, but we got lots of gigs in Scotland. You went out with a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we were kind of uh, when, when we went remember that time we we done a video in Celtic Park. Yeah, I do, yeah. A, we sang Celtic Symphony in, in the park. Yeah. And uh, uh Tom Tommy Grant, who was uh, at that time he was one of the directors and uh Tommy couldn't move out of his house for like about five or six days because the press yeah. were outside waiting on him to pounce on him about why did he have the wolf tones in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my God, the papers went crazy over it, you know. And I uh, remember that. Well, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the best of the lot was when you won the most popular song in living memory with... <laughs> With the nation once again, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was totally alien. You, you, you were against the Beatles, you were against all the top bands in the world, and you just won. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I remember thinking to myself, think... Jesus Christ, that's the wonder is the shitheads that are criticizing them in Ireland listening to that. It was great. <laughs> well, you know, the producer of that show, he, he got on to me at one stage and I think it was a week before it ended, and we were like number two or something like that. And uh, and he said, uh, you know something? He said, we have had uh, votes for you guys coming from all over the world, from That's remote right. places in the Pacific to the middle of Africa somewhere. And yeah. he said, uh, it's amazing where the votes have come from. So uh, I think maybe somewhere it could be the missionaries out there, or it could have been, you know, uh, Irish people, you know, the way they spread across the world, but they came in from all parts of the world. No, it was brilliant. I, I remember being, where was I? I was, I was in the, in, in the, in the Far East on holidays. And when I was 25 years married, I went on a cruise and we ended up in, 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 a, in, a, in, in Phuket, in Thailand. Yeah. And I was at a gig. I went, to, I went into a pub and these three, uh, what you call it? Little Natives. Taiwanese, whatever you call them. They were singing. They were singing all their own stuff. And some, 
somebody let her out of me. I gave us a fucking song by the old towns. And he went straight in to come out your black and tans. <laughs> in English. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Brilliant. Straight yeah, into yeah. it. You know, so, I mean, it, it, that, that wasn't an accident. That's just where, that's just where the best all over the world. He's known all over the world. I mean, I just don't get enough. I don't know geez, what you have to do to. I was, I was secreting, writing into television and looking for the, the plays and, I had a big rail with Joe, 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 what you call him? Joe Duffy over it. I, I, I rang him up one day and he didn't put me on the radio. But he, he, yeah. some, Sony made a smart remark about the whole town. And I, I, I rang him up. I rang his, his presenter up. Or the girl that answered the phone. And I was given out. I said, that's not fair. You're, you're talking about one of the biggest bands in this country has ever produced, you know. And they're well known all over the world. And he kind of got ratty with me, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, so I got right you back with him. <laughs> yeah. But he never put well, me know, on. Yeah. <laughs> you know the way it is. Like, uh, I don't know what it is about the RTE, but they just, um, they decide what you're supposed to like and they give you that. And whether you like it or not, that's what you get. Because I know they made a, years ago, they made a, uh, when Gay Boom was on the Late Late Show, someone got up with a petition to have the both tones on it. Yeah. And I think they had like unbelievable amount of people signed uh, the, the the whole thing. It's like about a hundred not thousand people signed yeah. it, and they brought it to RTE and they didn't even look at it. Yeah, that's that terrible. Was, that was like back in the gay born era for the late late show. I think it's maybe for our fortieth anniversary or something. I don't know. Well, you, 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 I mean, let's face it. I mean, Tommy. Brian Bornell, the Emma's Boyceland, and probably Brendan Grace was the three best vocalists at that time in Ireland. Yeah. But, you know, that could actually really sing, that could sing really, uh, uh, opera for, for want of a better word, you know what I mean? That amazing yeah, they ranges. Good, yeah, they were all good tenor singers, like, you know. They good. were lovely singers. I mean, yeah. Tommy Bourne would blow Lou Kelly out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think not, yeah. No disrespect to, 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 to Luke Kelly now. Yeah, yeah, but he's he, he's a vehicle status, no doubt about it. Yeah, and, well, Luke, uh, Luke has a distinctive voice in terms of Tommy's voice. Like Tommy has a, a ballad, ballad, a real balladeer's voice. Luke has had his own way of singing, like you know. But for me, well, like, Luke was a, for me, sorry. there's no competition either, Tommy. Like you know, I would put Tommy Bourne well ahead of Luke Kelly, and that's just my opinion. And everyone's entitled. Luke was a frustrated pop star. <laughs> he hated me. He get out sing to me. I, I wrote a poem. You, you probably heard it, Brian, because what Carl used to use it before. When I when you when I heard you singing the, your poem uh, before James Connolly. Oh I yeah, it was yeah. Great. And I, I said that the lads in the band were saying we we'll do that, and I said there's no point in doing it because you're not going to be able to do it as well as Brian. And I was I was a stickler for things like that. Don't try and do something that's been done better. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do some, at least be a little bit original. And nobody has ever done that better than you. So I wrote a poem called Where Are You Now, James Conley? Where are you now, James Conley? Where are you today? Are you up in heaven looking down on your Ireland of today? Does it meet with your expectations the way you died for it to be? No, I don't think so. For your ambition was to see your country free. Do you ever talk with Pierce or Collins? McDonough or McBride 
I bet sometime you often wonder why the hell you died. For the crown saloons over our country, we still have tyranny and the people are dying in the north of our land for peace and equality. But someday I know we'll free our country and a nation will be at last. And we'll all work hard for its improvement and we'll try to forget the past. And on that day, if you look towards the heavens, a smiling face you'll see, the face of a grateful Irishman, James Connolly. And oh, Luke Kelly went ballistic because I said he was in heaven. Really? Honest to God. That's they, they, they they said he was and sources don't go to heaven. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that's a lovely, that's a lo- lovely ver- couple of verses, Tommy. I've yeah, never, heard, that's, that's, never well, heard that before. No, that was just because yeah. we, we used to do it before Connolly instead of because I didn't think that I or anybody else in the band were capable of doing it as good as Brian. Yeah, I'm like that. I won't do the people ask me to do the verse, I won't do it because I, I wouldn't be able to do it as good as my dad. So, no, never, no, never, we never, we never do it. Yeah, no, yeah, your hair is just standing the back of my neck when I listen to Brian doing that. Yeah. It was brilliant. And come here. Obviously, you've that that piece of poetry is beautiful, but you've written some great songs as well, and you've you've sent me on a few. But uh, the one that everyone will want to hear is the one that everyone probably knows you best for, which is "Go on Home, British Soldiers." Can you give us the background behind that? I wrote, I wrote that. I was we were out rehearsing it when out in Phil McCaffrey's house, out Marino, yeah. and uh, on the way back. That day was bloody Sunday. It was a Sunday of, of, of the thing. And it was actually snowing in Dublin that evening. Wow. And I was, I was getting the bus home. I got the bus. I got over McBurney's. And over... Uh, yeah, McBurney's it was. I, I said Cleary's. But it was actually McBurney's. That's at the bus stop. The yeah. 21 bus stop. Or the 51 bus stop. <laughs> and uh, what you call it. Um, I was looking in the window. It was a telly in the window. And it showed you the bloody Sunday thing. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. And there was a, a man beside me who was giving out stink, a bastard, this, that, and the other. And I, I saw uh, the, the, the priest, Carol McPhee, or he yeah. was a bishop there, with the white flag and all that. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I can't believe it. So I got on the bus and I used to smoke then. Yeah. I took my cigarettes out and I, I tore the 20 packets, package of players. And I wrote the whole song by the time I got from, from, of um, McBurney's to Bluebell. Now, the thing yeah. is, when we recorded it, I had I had 700 years at the time. It changed day on the years old. Your man, Charlie Device, said it was him. It wasn't him, it was me. But um, I, 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 um, I, I had in the, in the, in, in, in the thing, if you, if you stay British soldiers, if you stay, You'll never ever fight another day because we'll kill you one by one till the last of you are gone. So take a tip and go now while you may. And we recorded that down in 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 in, in the north, and the engineers wouldn't let wouldn't record it. Had to change it. Yeah. If you stay, please, I'll just say uh, you you'll never ever fight another day. Yeah. Or the fourteen men in Derry. I was thirteen at the time. The last you will bury. So take a tip and go now while you may. The last guy didn't die till September. Yeah. Make forward to him. Yeah. So that's yeah. Well, you know, I I can feel 
I could feel, you know, I've heard that song and we sang it ourselves in one of the albums, but there's great anger there and I could feel the anger that you had and I think it translates into the song. I think that's yeah. the great thing about music that, it, you know, that the anger is there, the, you know, the hurt, everything is there in that song. I, oh, I, I think, hate it. Yeah. yeah. I think like people, you know, who are, you know, um, kind of pro-British in ways, they hate the, the words go home, British soldiers going home. <laughs> they do, yeah. And, uh, and then, they, you know, I think uh, it was the Glasgow contingent had the, there was no fucking homes of your own. You yeah, know? well, I used to say that on the stage, but you couldn't oh, record. You? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was the Glasgow gang would have. No, no, I, I, I actually, when I, I sang that, and that's the, that was the version I sang in Parkhead that night. Oh my God! Really? Like the old, the Jack Stones lounge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no that's wonder Fergus McCann didn't want you. It was driving him fucking. He knew it mad. Now Billy McNeil oh, and Fairness right. came up to me afterwards. It was the the the, the night before the semi final with Hearts in the cup. The year that they the nineteen eighty with eighty eight the millennium year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were going ballistic. I mean, there was there were really were. <laughs> The camera's going mad, and Billy McNeil came up to me and he gave me a slap in the back. He said, The best fucking song I ever heard. He says, Don't mind him, he says to me. You know? Yeah, he, he, was a, he was a very shallow Irishman, you know? Yeah, yeah. he was. McCann was very, yeah, very shallow. He wouldn't he wouldn't go deep. He had, wasn't proud of his heritage. He was in a bloody club that was formed by the Irish, you know? Yeah, and, uh, that's true. Instead of being proud, uh, of what he was, he, he was standing for. He was ashamed of it. That's that's very true. That's true. You know, Jimmy and, uh, Johnson uh, loved it. Oh, he was a great character. I loved. Wasn't Jimmy. it? Yeah, he, he loved. He loved it. He loved yeah. something he said. Uh, yeah, he he he. Tommy he used to come on stage for us all the time. And I remember he 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 came on one night to see, and he was listening off uh, to some meeting or something, and. He, he says, uh, now, he goes up to the mic, now we're going to have Celtic Symphony. Okay, so we finished <laughs> that. And now we're going to have Joe McDonald. <laughs> yeah. we, we won't have a song left for the rest, yeah. rest of the evening. You know what I mean? He, 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 because he was rushing off there, the songs he wanted to hear. Yeah, he was great. You know? I, I, I saw him up in, in the, up in, where the one, the Celtic gigs up in, City West, another one they have every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 he, I think Charlie and the boys used to play it. And uh, he was there before he died. It was elephants himself and uh, Yogi Hughes. Yeah. And they were, they were out selling a book or something in the fire. I forget now what they were doing. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy was out there, and he was he was uh, he had a uh, one of your DVDs in his pocket. And I said to him, uh, uh, Jimmy, are you, gonna, are you gonna sing tonight? And he said, he took, he took yours, this is true, it's got it took your DVD out. Yeah, I'm gonna sing every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, he was he was a big rock, he was a big Wolfhound supporter. Oh, absolutely, yeah. For years. I I remember years and years, yeah. I remember the night you had for the 25th anniversary, Dad. And, the, he was loving that night, absolutely loving that night in the National Concert Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he 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 was he was great. Tommy, Tommy, do you remember where you were? Where you watched the? Or were you in Lisbon for the '67? No, no, in, in six. No, it wasn't. I in '67. I was. I watched it. I watched the 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 the, uh, the match. Yeah. In in the in Blue Belt Football Club. All right. Yeah. Yeah. On a big screen. Yeah. Oh, you know, there, Robin Hood or Rick Hill, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's where, yeah. that's where I watched it. That's where I watched the match. Wow. Uh, I would. No, I wasn't. I would alone to be in Lisbon. Yeah. I. I at that time, I six or seven years. I. I was still in the army. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't have no money to go. You wouldn't have the time off probably either. And did you make Seville? I was in Seville. Oh Jesus! It was I like, what? <laughs> that was. If, do you know what? To this present day, every time I think of that fucking goalkeeper, I could strangle him. Yeah, yeah, he was brutal. I was there myself. He, yeah. I mean, he threw, the, he threw it away. Yeah. Threw it away. Yeah. Threw it away. Yeah. But it was a great arch. It was, it was a great night, wasn't it? That was a great night. And just, uh, but the heat in that stadium, I don't know. If that if that game had been any north over the Pyrenees, any further north over the Pyrenees, Celtic would have won. But the heat in that stadium that night and the energy that they put into that, like, you know, Porto were more used to that type of weather. We, we definitely oh, absolutely on it. There's no doubt about that, but still, yeah. I thought he played part of the park on the young man, fucking that gobshite looking, missed the left the, left the ball. It, I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was more of an OG than anything else, yeah, 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 yeah. But what, was his, what was his name? Uh, he was, the, cunt. He, he was the block player, wasn't he? The yeah, what was his name? It was a big, ignorant, bad, big. anyway, he was terrible, but you know where the, the I tell you. The two best matches, the three best matches I was at with Celtic was the two Leeds matches. I was at them. The, the two, two of the Leeds oh, the wow. semi-finals. Wow. In yeah. 1970, I was there at them. I was at the one in 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 in, uh, in, in Ellen Road and I was at the one in, in... It was actually the other one was it was played in, uh, in what, what you call it, in Hampton Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was played in Hamden Park. It was 136,000 or something, wasn't it? At that? It was brilliant. What a match. Yeah. What a match. And the other one was when we beat Liverpool. Oh, Jesus. I never oh, forget that. In Anfield. Yeah. Yeah. I never forget that. It was another great one. And it was at the one, I was there the night we beat Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. That was the 125th you know? anniversary. Rob, yeah, Rob, Rob Douglas was his Sorry. name. Rab Douglas. Rab Douglas is right. He was a big <laughs> heapish muck. There's no doubt about it. The block layer. You know, I used to, people, everybody thought Packy Bonham was a great goalkeeper, but I didn't. Yeah. But he was a hand he was, he was a hell of a lot better than Douglas. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I was watching Rangers last night and uh, I switched off when they went 1-0 up. And just yeah. before, just before they went 1-0 up, I said to, I messaged one of my mates, I said, we should, Celtic should go in for Xander Clark, if not for a, do you know, as a keeper for for first team, but as a backup keeper, he's he's certainly great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I switched it off as rage, and I was going fuck it, they're true. And then, yeah, I, I, I did the same thing. I, about I twenty. Moved, I moved channel when they scored. It was a good matchup. Learned. Yeah, twenty minutes later, my mate went, "Are you watching the panels?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was delighted, delighted, and made my night. Yeah, I hate them. Oh, yeah, I had some terrible experience with Rangers. <laughs> Actually, I was playing the pub 
down near Ibrox. I, I, down near Ibrox is, is, is very Celtic. Yeah. A lot of Celtic supporters. Yeah. A lot of Celtic people live down there. Yeah. Celtic support. And we were, we were playing in the pub just near Ibrox. If you were looking at the window, you could see the Ibrox Stadium. Yeah. And this guy came up uh, and he stoned the pub. They fucking broke every window in the pub. Yeah, that happened this to me. Yeah, yeah, happened to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. They just can't go and celebrate or do their own things and just enjoy themselves. You know, I was saying that to my dad there a few weeks ago. We were in Molly Malone's. I was, uh, it was after, the day after Leinster won the uh, European Cup in Edinburgh. Yeah. And Celtic were playing Aberdeen. And I, my brother got me a ticket for the European Cup. So I went to the, I went to the European Cup. Uh, I didn't stay in Edinburgh. I came back to Glasgow the, the night. And then the next day, I went to the Celtic-Aberdeen game. And the Huns, yeah. the Huns just needed to win, I think, to, to qualify. But we are to win the, the league. But we needed to win three or four, score three or four goals. But we actually, it was Hearts. It wasn't Aberdeen. It was Hearts. And, yeah, yeah. And, and we drew nil all. And the Huns won about, I think they won about 6-0. They were playing St. John's. 6-0, they won. I remember it yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't at the match now, but I remember it. Yeah. I remember because I'm really easy guy. I never get into bad humor except when Rangers win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. Well, I must tell you a story, Tommy. We were we were playing up at Clydebank, you know, Clydebank there, and yes, uh, I know. Well, we yeah, playing that big hall there, and uh, we wanted to go to get a, a pint somewhere. And the fellow was running the gig said, "No, I, I bring it to a place where no one will recognize you. Otherwise, you won't you won't have a minute, you know." Yeah, go to any yeah. of the other pubs. So we brought to this pub. We went over kind of a bridge into another area, and uh, we went into the pub. We went into the lounge, but it was a bit of a sing song uh, in the front. Uh, a bit of commotion in the front bar. Uh, yeah. Rangers had to win in the cup that that yeah. day, and uh, so he says, "Be quiet, there." So we we ordered a couple of pints or whatever, and next of all, the barman comes and says, "No, they're paid for." And so with that, the pints kept streaming into us. And next of all, the crowd of the Rangers supporters came into us. The Wolf Tones <laughs> said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, we love you. We, we were down, we were living in London down there in North London. And he said, I was going with a girlfriend from Ireland and she brought us to see the Wolf Tones. And Jeez. he said, <laughs> we had a great time down there. I just thought we couldn't buy a drink for the whole night. They heard oh you God, that's fantastic. They heard you sang the sash, lad. They, they... <laughs> yeah, but look, you know what I mean? That's that's the way they were. I, we were amazed. We we didn't have to buy a bloody drink all night. And Jeez. we're like getting autographs signed and we're getting Rangers shirts signed and all kinds of things. Listen, so I, like, it was, like it just shows you that they're not all bad. I, I tell you, you got very well, lucky. You, you, you got yeah. very lucky, dad. Yeah. Very, but, but tell you what, in your version of the sash is the best I ever heard. It's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a it's an important Irish song. But I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's just, yeah. I just I remember the way you you, you, you introduced. Yeah, uh, the way the way the, it, but some of those some of the Protestants in Scotland are really deep. You know, they, I was there one night, and we when we beat them. Uh, yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was it, the match was cancelled from New Year's uh, Eve. Something to do with the weather or something, and it wasn't played till April. Do you remember that, Kieran? 
can't remember it now, Tommy. Now, no, but yeah. it, 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 it was April. It was played. It was Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we had the ticket. Well, I was I had me 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 ticket, but I also had me playing ticket. We got that. We got everything refunded because we couldn't go. Yeah, we couldn't get out of Dublin, and we went to that match. And after the match, we, we won two one, and they absolutely destroyed the area. There, there was up. Remember all the old dirty old houses used to be up there beside uh, beside Parkhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before they built up there, that that new. Um, Celtic Way and all that. Yeah. It's lovely oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they broke every window in the house. And somebody told me afterwards that 60% of the people living in those houses were Rangers fans. <laughs> For God's sake. That's uh, as true as God. But they've no oh, cop. Animals. They've no cop no. on. No cop on at all. So are you are you vac- have you been vaccinated yet, Tommy? Yeah, I've got to the two of them. Have you? Oh, I got the second one yesterday. Brilliant, brilliant. My doctor is great. He, he, he's a he. He just looked after his patients as they came down along with the seventy marks, and he, you know. Yeah. And one to go, I got I got the first one. Yeah. And then the other day I got the second one. Very good. He said he yeah. said boy tour, next tour I'll be bulletproof. Yeah. Did you get yours, Brian? Now I got number one, but I didn't get the second one until. The seventh of May, I think, which is about two weeks' time, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. I got the second one then. But it was, uh, from your own doctor, was it? Yeah, from my own doctor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My doctor hadn't got that many eighties or seventy five you hadn't got that many real old people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's only he's only he's only new and he's about he's only about twenty years here. Yeah. He took yeah. over from the the, the the doctor that died. Dr. Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. So, in fairness, he just rang us up. It, my, my wife now is a few years younger than me, and he, he got, even got hurt in. And she's she's getting her second dose in two weeks' time, three weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the same as me. Yeah, they get. Sorry. I get it. Uh, and, and my wife gets in two weeks' time, the seventh. So, it'd be good to be yeah. totally vaccinated, and then maybe we can. Go, go away. You might, you might get back to Spain, will you? Oh, she has to, because I mean, the house is there, and we haven't been there for 12 months. And you know yourself, you, you, you'd be worried about the fucking if there was a storm or I mean, no one's going to break into us, but fuck all to take over. And unless you want the, the furniture, which we're probably going to get rid of anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> we could do that. We'll take the furniture and we get collect out the insurance again, useful. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but- <laughs> But, uh, so where no, about you, just, Tommy? Where, where have you got in Terry Vieca? Terry oh, right, yeah. Just outside Terry Vieca. It's lovely. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jerry, Jerry is down in uh, Marbella. That's right, yeah. Has he, has he still got that place down there, yeah? Yeah, I, I still have a place down there, yeah. The, yeah. I, I stayed with uh, I stayed with in Jerry's place last time. Yeah. Uh, because I I my place... Uh, that was, was there, uh, rented out at the time, so I I've stayed with Cherry. Yeah, but uh, but, but yeah, yeah, you had me out there for a while. I'm sure you haven't. No, no, no. It's that's the first time. I don't go to Spain that much. You know, normally I stay on in uh, Florida or something. If I'm gigging over there, I yeah, don't bother yeah. coming home. You know what I mean? Just stay over there, and I prefer there. You know, than than uh, going to Spain. 
Well, I love Florida now. I've been in Florida loads of times. I yeah, love it. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lovely place. Yeah. Um, I, I used to meet Brendan over there, Brendan Grace, and, 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 yeah. and, and what's Colin? What's his name? Mrs. Brown. Or Miss. Uh, Brendan. Brendan. Or Carol, yeah. Carol, yeah. yeah. I, I used to meet him over there uh, a bit. And there's another Thank chap, you. I forget, he's, he's Snags Norton, I think his name is. He, do you know where he plays? He plays in in one of the parks, in one of the Irish pubs in the park, parks, Universal. Oh, he plays, yeah. in, the, he plays in the Irish pub in there. Yeah, That's his full-time yeah. job. He, he likes bed and cake. He got married about five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's a good punishment. <laughs> Yeah, he was married here twice. Oh, I stopped him now. He's a lovely fellow now. He's, he does it a kind of a mimic. He's, he's a kind of a Christine Muir um, imitator, you know what I mean? But uh, now he, he, look, he's a nice fellow. He's not like a, not like Christie. He doesn't get annoyed that often, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, he's very good. And uh, he, the last time I was over there, I got talking to him. And he, his wife used to manage, I don't know if you know the pub, the the, uh, the 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 Raglan Road is down in, in downtown downtown Disney down that way. We ever in yeah, that? No, no, never. No, no. His wife used to manage that. Yeah. Down is it downtown Disney or downtown Orlando? I think it was downtown something anyway. But uh, that's the pub his wife used to manage. So I went to him one day and I asked your man where he was because he used to play there, and he said he's playing in in, in open in, in parks. And uh, now I'd seen his wife. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't. I, well, I presumed it was his wife still. But I went up and I said, I, was talking, I met your wife today. See, how did you know her? So you're better up in the up in Raglan Road. How does he know? He said, I've gone to two more wives since then. charge over there. <laughs> anyway, how do you can tell you the truth between me, you and the wall? It's a word enough for any man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Even even one can be too much. <laughs> Absolutely. You can play that one back. <laughs> say that say that a bit louder so mom can hear that in the kitchen, Dad. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's, it, it's the truth. I mean, I, I would have been, I would love to be a professional musician. But I was told you can play with anyone you like, but you go to work every day. You don't go to work you don't come home. <laughs> you know? Right. So There you go. I ended up a semi-pro, as the fella says. Yeah, but you got yeah. You enjoyed it, Tommy. Well, you, you, I bet you enjoyed you, it. Oh, I loved oh, I loved playing. I loved the, yeah. the banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved, the, and I loved meeting the people. You know, I, met, I met some amazing people. Yeah. I met Sean Connery once in... in did you ever have a meal... In 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 in, in uh, what was the name of the place? The Robin Hood in London, uh, Brian. I can't say. There was a, a fella called Jimmy 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 something. He was from Drogheda. He was a builder, and he had this pub called Robin Hood. And all the showband crowds used to go there after the. It was the only way place you could get a meal. It was yeah. uh, after 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 the gig. So it was down Fulham area, around that area. Right. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. I Jimmy's second name. But I was in there one night and Brendan, Brendan Schoen was in there and he was with, believe it or not, he was with Sean Connery. 
you know, yeah, and now uh, they, they, I just said hello. I mean, I think they near them, but I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, but it was gas. You could you could walk in there, and anyone could be there. Yeah. Another night, we walked in, and 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 uh, what you call her? What's her name? One of the big, big, big Hattie Jakes. Remember her? Oh, the Carry On films. Yeah, yeah. She oh, yeah, was yeah. there. She was huge. I mean, no matter where she sat in the fucking room, you were you were sitting beside her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she was massive, you know. But she was very nice at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. things like that now meant a lot to me. Uh, we the, the fella Pat Smoid, he was he was um he was a watch caller. He was a counselor in Fulham. He was Irish, and but he worked in in the the hospital for the six kids in Great Ormond Street. And I did a show for him. I, I got dressed up. I used to do this drag act. I dressed up as a woman and sing Biddy Mulligan, the project to come and the rooster. I tell a few jokes. <laughs> Didn't know and, that time. Yeah, we got loads. Yeah. We got lo- We got loads and loads and loads of gigs in England over it because it 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 was. They were looking for a bit of comedy along with the the ballads, you know. Yeah. And uh, we what you call it. Yeah, man, Pat Smoy brought, brought me down to the Great Armand Street Hospital and I met Princess Diana. Wow. Down there. There was a, a little child from Eastern Europe was dying there. I can't think of her name. But uh, there was, as I said, when I say I met her, she walked by and, and she didn't say hello to me or anything like that. I just, she actually walked by me, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Did you say hello to me? How's it going? No, that was, I was saying to Pat afterwards, how come she never didn't know me? You know what I mean? And I said, uh, <laughs> you know, but he brought her in. She was getting in the this, this, I think she was from Yugoslavia. It was Jordan, the, the, the Baltics, the, the, the oh, war, yeah. in, 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 you know. And yeah. the, the, this kid had got very badly done in an explosion. But And she died afterwards as well. Oh, no. But there was, she was getting big, big press at the time. But he brought me over to, to see the child. And it turned out that the day they brought me over, oh, yeah, that your woman came in. I, I did a thing, a, a show for Age Concern for him. And uh, I just got dressed up in the dress and done about 20 minutes of kind of comedy nonsense. Talk about myself, stupid stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I sang. There, my man. There's no end to that talent of Tommy Skelly. The what? The what? He said, "Plenty of your talent." Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's what I did. I uh, see. I, I was in in the, the Mr. Doherty's dramatic class up in Robin Hood, and 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 he used to be teaching me when I was a kid, Jimmy O'Dee's type of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you have you used to have to come out on this stage and say, um. In, in in me you see the Billy Square, he'd say this this Fred remember Bill Golden El Rondley Wagon him. He'd be saying he was a great singer. And me you see the Billy Square. And he used to say, and I'm his henchman, Master Maguire. So I got used to kind of um being a being a bit funny. I saying say stupid things that actually turned out to be funny. Well mo- most of it was about myself. I never Never took it on, on on anybody else. I mean, Brendan or Carol reckons that, but I was doing that dress in 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 Omar in in Safari's Caper Street, and Brendan or Carol said to me, "I had a I have an idea about that, about doing something like that." 
Wow. Now, he had no intentions of doing it himself. I think only by accident he became Mrs. Brown. Yeah, through yeah. the radio, through the radio yeah. wasn't it? Through Jerry Ryan, I think he was. That he first yeah, but, but, but the, he actually had somebody set up to do the Mrs. Brown part. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't turn up or something, and he had to do it himself. Wow. wow. You know, but uh, I used to do it for that. I just did for the crack. I did it, but I was copying Jimmy O.T. I never used to get dressed up as a, a woman. Yeah, Mrs. Mulligan. And, uh, the uh, Billy Mulligan. And that's what I did. And I sang that. And then I sang a rooster. I used to have a rubber chicken. And he used to swing it over my head and saying, is that, a, is that a chicken or a cock? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it used to get out of Bob. <laughs> Very good. And I remember I was doing The Devil is Dead one night. And uh, uh, the, 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 the lads were saying, yeah, that fucking brute. You don't know how to do that. So in the middle of it, I stopped. Because Norma was roaring at me. Yeah, you got that wrong. You're wrong, wrong words. Now, I, I used to deliberately make up bits, do, you know, like, um, used to make a randy or something like that. Say something, you know, outrageous. But in the middle of it, I stopped and I said to the, to the audience, I said, I'm not being going to college. I'm learning a foreign language. I'm learning Italian. And, uh, and, and Norman never gone mad. I didn't know what I was doing. So I said, I said, myself, I fixed these bastards. So I started banging the guitar. And I, and I, I started saying, Go, Marish, the men's of honey, go, Marie, Marida. Go, Marish, the men's of honey, go, Marie, cha, cha, cha. Go, Marish, the men's of honey, go, Marie, the bell, bell, Go, Marish, the men's of honey, go, Marie, the bell, bell, And Larry, oh, Larry, it's a moment, ma. It's bombarded, give it a cha, cha, cha. Echo, ma, I give him a mama, ma. Echo, me, my cousin, it's a kid, some Marida. And then they asked the audience, yeah, what me? Would you like to learn that in English? Yeah, I said, no, oh, yeah. it was in the spa hotel in Lucan. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I said, Lazy Mary, you better get up. She answered back, going, I'm not able. It was a hit in the 50s. Lazy Mary, you better get up. We need to sit to the table. Lazy Mary, you smoke in bed. There's only one man you should marry. My advice to you would be is to pay some attention to me. And then I went into the end of the devil is dead. So my wife just got to everything, you know. <laughs> Very I good. went out of bomb. Very good. Very good. Very I, and good. I just did it because of, they were annoying me because they reckoned it was, they wanted me to say the words pitch pack what Derek sang. Yeah. Which was yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I, 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 I didn't know them because I was learning the song. The reason I started writing songs, by the way, is because I didn't know enough of ballads to sing. To sing. I'd go and listen to, to you and I, I, I'd know all your songs. But my I'm Tommy Skelly, not Tommy Bourne. I hadn't got that. I hadn't got his range. I couldn't look at the other things. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I, I yeah. knew all. I knew. I knew all the songs. I just hadn't got the, the voice to sing them, or the or the courage for you. You wanted for a better. We wanted a better word. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I reckon I could do Derek's no problem because I didn't think he was as good a singer as Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It could, Derek was the first rap artist I ever heard. <laughs> there you go, rap artist now. Yeah, yeah, because so he what, could have spoke. So, Sorry. what does the future hold now for Tommy Skelly? Well, I hope to live to be 110. That's be great. And I'm going to do a concert out in my cul de sac when this thing is over. I did two last year in the yeah. cul de sac. And it was great. No, I loved it. Playing is what I love to do. I love entertaining. Yeah. I, I, once I get on the stage, I'm not afraid of anyone. Yeah. 
I get up after Frank Sinatra, I'll have a good bit of me. You know, I, if he was still alive, you know, or Elvis or any of them. I mean, I wasn't, I, I, I loved them, but I loved them because I respected them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, 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 I just, I just love music, full stop. Yeah, like myself. And I particularly so, like ballads. So we take it from that you're never going to retire then, Tommy. Oh, no, Jesus, no. <laughs> retire, not at all. Actually, my voice has got better since I got older. Because really? I, I got a few I got a few singing lessons uh, off a girl. She was very good. And she taught me how to use my diaphragm. Instead of, instead of going home every night with a sore throat and not being able to talk, I could, I could sing for two weeks now and it wouldn't even affect me. Now, I wouldn't say now what I was, what I was singing was melodic and just like it but it, it wouldn't be bothering me you know what I mean yeah that's you know? the one that's the one thing about I remember from my do my first uh, tour in America was that after about two weeks of singing I was hoarse like because you weren't singing you were shouting into the mic you know you were exactly you were, yeah you know uh, but I've learned since to to conserve your voice you know and to use the the power of the mic you know to to rather than the you know you're shouting out out louder so Everything's learning in it, like you know. So, Karen, your 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 performances is coming on in leaps and bounds. Absolutely, I, I listen to you now regularly. <laughs> you in, you know so many sounds is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, know how yeah, you can uh, get through them all. You know them all. I can't believe it. I mean, I thought I knew a lot of songs compared to you now. If you was another fellow that's beyond, I can't think of his name. He, he's he's on it as well. He has a a microphone. One of those thing like I must buy one myself. Has worked on batteries. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and he sang. He can. He sang every song. Uh, Any song you can think of, he sang it. Yeah. Including yeah. Ave Maria. Now he murdered a lot of them, but the, the fact is that he made a great attempt at them. Yeah. But you, your voice is getting better and better and better by the day. Yeah. It's not, not so much your voice. Your timing and your your. It's really going on great. Well, you're learning all the time, Tommy. Thanks for that. But yeah. you're definitely learning yeah. all the time, you know. And, and I think the more gigs you're doing as well, the the more and the more feedback you get from it, the more confidence you get. And then we've been doing, as you know, the ballad, the bandwagon bus in town, like you know. So that's given me. A that was confidence. great. That was brilliant. Yeah. We'll have to get Who you on it. Who that bus? Are you own it. Well, it's it's there's three of us on it, yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to get a... you. We'll have to get you on it. We'll have to come on. Yeah, up. I wouldn't mind. I well, that's brilliant. But it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we'll get you on it uh, when when we're back up and running. Please God. Anyway, we're we're getting time constrained here, Tommy, because we like to keep it to about fifty minutes. So I'm going to play out. That's great. No problem. I was it was great. It's great talking to Brian. Well, you, you well st- Brian, I, I I'll send on me 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 bank details to Kieran for you. Yeah, yeah, bank details are there. Yeah, I, I, the only ones that are paying you now are the Wolf Tones. I try to get money off everybody else. <laughs> Please God. There's plenty Come out here, there. I tell you, did you see? Did you hear that song that I sang? Let's sing Ireland. Yeah, I did. What you think of it? Yeah, it's very good. Do you I know that I didn't Kennedy, hear it, Tommy. No, no, I didn't. No. I, President Kennedy's sister. Remember, she was the. Uh, she was what you call it. She was. She was the American ambassador here. Uh, was it Una Shaver? Is that her name? I wouldn't know. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of the Kennedys. Yeah, one of the, yes. Well, she wrote a letter about that song to Paul Morland, El, 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 
he sings, he sings with the, he used to sing with the Rogues, but he, he recorded that or, or he, he sang it on it, I think. And she reckoned it was the it was the best anti-war song she ever heard. Now I didn't write it as an anti-war song. I wrote it as something. I, I, I was I was writing about peace when it wasn't fashionable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I think I have. A, I think I gave it to you on one of those. Yeah, you did. Yeah, things. yeah. yeah. I played for me. I played for my dad here now. After, but we're gonna play out. Tommy, I, I, I uh, uploaded it there onto MP3. I turned it into an MP3. We, we play it with uh, you singing um, Go On Home, Break Your Souls, because it's the song you, most people would know. And, uh, yeah, it's real, yeah, yeah. And yeah. What, I, what I'll do is then I'll I'll download the other one. I'll do, the, do it with the other one. Maybe next week we'll give that a run. Okay, no problem. All right. Listen, so. thanks, lads. Thanks very much indeed. And it was okay, a pleasure. Thanks very much for coming It was, it was on, a pleasure Tony. talking to, to, to uh, Brian. I have to say, now, even though you're my neighbor and we were kids together, you know, I, I, I was always in awe of the whole lot of you. You were brilliant. The, oh, well, thank there was you. never a band, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't care what anybody says, was as good as the tones. I agree. And never oh, well, Thank you for that. And continue to, continued uh, success to you. And uh, keep, much. The talent, keep, keep the talent. And I'm moving. looking forward to you being on the road again. Yeah, please, God. Yeah, Tommy, I'll look forward to that. Tommy, I'll either have a pint with you in Glasgow or after the bandwagon bus or in the badass. Yeah, no problem. Or, or, or once we get back after this, it all finishes up. Please, God. All right. The better. See, I'll see you, bro- Kieran. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, thanks, right. thanks, thanks for coming on. Take right, care. See you then. God bless. See you, Tommy. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Go on home, pretty soldiers, go on home. Have you got no bloody homes of your own? For eight hundred years, we fought you without fear. And we fight you.
soldiers go on home. Yes, indeed, the great Tommy Skelly with Go On Home British Soldiers, a song he wrote after the day of Bloody Sunday, a very passionate song. Um, so next week we will be talking about Follow Me Up to Carlo, a place where I went to college. And uh, don't forget, if you have any questions or you'd like us to do something, uh, feel free to give us an email on the rambling, rambling Irish at outlook.ie. Um, so thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Stay safe.